On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we have our fantasy football special. We're going to be joined by Dale DeMont from Eat Sleep Fantasy and from Austin Thompson, also of Eat Sleep Fantasy. It's going to be a heck of a show, so buckle up and cue the music. Receivers two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has Pass. Wilson. Quick throw, and it's good. Intercepted. Intercepted. Butler. Butler has it at the one. All right, gentlemen, we are here, uh, and it's Tuesday night. It's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. we got the fantasy football special. We're being joined today uh, by two guys from Eat Sleep Fantasy and Spags and Keegan. I know, you know, we're, we're all excited for this because we got to get some fantasy. we got to get some fantasy knowledge up in here uh, greater than the two of us. So uh, I will – the three of us, I should say. Uh, I will intro the, these two guys, have them talk about themselves, just introduce themselves a little bit to the listeners out there. I know Dale's been on the show a few times. He's been on kind of every year when we do this, and Austin's a newcomer here, and we appreciate him coming. So, Dale, let's start with you. Just kind of tell the audience, uh, you know, just a little bit, of, not too much. We don't want too much detail, but a little bit about yourself. I'm a little nervous because I've I, I don't go live too often, so now you kind of put me on the spot. I didn't know we were going live until right when you said, all right, we're going live. Um, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy, eatsleepfantasy.com, eatsleepff on Twitter. Uh, we've been doing a fantasy football podcast for since 2016. Um, and uh, Pat's been a longtime listener and supporter of, uh, of the podcast. And like he said, I've been on, I've been on here, I think, since 2016. Um, I think maybe 17 was the okay. first year right, I did right. one. Yeah, that would make sense because we started yeah. in 16. So yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to chat fantasy. I love, I love podcasting, love fantasy sports. So let's do it. It's good stuff. Austin, welcome, man. We appreciate you coming on, buddy. And thank uh, you for having me. Yeah. Tell tell people, you know, just a just just a quick snippet of you. So I've been playing fantasy for about 10 years. Um and I became a fan of Dale and Eat uh Eat Sleep Fantasy. And then I emailed him and asked if I could write for him, and he said yes, and the rest is history. Well, there you go. Look at that. It's it's a really hard uh, application process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly how it went. <laughs> I mean, let's put it this way. I, I'm contributing over there right now. So, like, it's not hard. You just like, hey, can I do this? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. Why not? You know, <laughs> give it a shot. Let's see what happens. So if they don't like it, they can always just let us go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that would be my strat- be my Tinder strategy. Just accept everybody. And then I can always, you can always say no later. You know what I mean? If things don't work out. So, not that I've ever been on Tinder, but nevertheless. Um, Spags, Keegan, what's up, fellas? Doing well. I know this is your favorite show of the year, Pat. You're always giddy to get on here. I mean, Mister, you're in like 25 leagues, so <laughs> um, you, you got your your chances of winning at least one are pretty good. That's it. Uh, See? I, it's informative for me. We had to, uh, usually my, my league I've been doing with 10 buddies uh, or nine other buddies. 
we usually draft toward, you know, at the end of the preseason, but a couple of guys going on vacation. We had to squeeze it in last Friday, obviously been some injuries. So I wish we did this last week, but I'm looking forward to, uh, to maybe saying, Hey, I got that guy. And you give your opinion and obviously the waiver wire guys. So I uh, appreciate you guys coming on. It's always fun talking to you guys over there. For sure. Thanks. Yeah. I'm excited as well. I, so I'm the guy that knows nothing about fantasy football. I, um, yeah. I, I beat my like family league a couple years ago and then they didn't invite me back. So I was out of the game last year. <laughs> um, and, and then Pat coerced me into his league this year or one of his many leagues this year. So, this yeah. is a, a good opportunity for me to get back in the swing of things. I feel like I'm, I'm like two generations of players back, so uh, this should be fun. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, think, I, I always feel ahead, that man. way. You know, coming out of the summer, especially, um, you know, not, you know, I don't pay attention a lot to, you know, the incoming college players and the rookies and stuff. And then it takes me like a month to really get into it. So um, I think we all kind of feel behind as we, you know, start the season up. Yeah. We don't have that problem here, luckily. Keegan spends a lot of time. Ends bags spend a ton of time That's on all the prospect, I know. So, so, yeah. so the rookies, they're, they're good with, you know. Wayne um, Eskridge, sleeper. <laughs> but so I just want to, just before we get it, we're going to do, just so people know, we're going to do a mock draft and kind of talk about a bunch of different players. I think a mock draft is good because we can go through and talk about players as they're kind of coming up, and then we can make decisions to talk about drafting strategies and whatnot. But before we do that, I just want to chat – just about a few different kinds of fantasy football leagues. So everyone knows, you know, the standard leagues, ESPN, Yahoo, you know, Sleeper, which some people may may or may not know. But, you know, but there's so many different leagues out there. You know, we got you got best ball leagues, you got dynasty leagues, you got redraft leagues, you got, you know, um, keeper leagues, you know, and then. You can do drafts where you do slow drafts or live drafts or auction drafts. So there's so many different ways to play fantasy football. And I think that that's, that's my favorite part about it is just it's, it's accessible for everyone and you can do it in a different way kind of for everyone. I, I think, I just think that's the coolest part for me at least, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, it like just exactly what you said. I mean, it has something for everybody. You can do it. Eight team redraft league with your office, or you can do a, you know, a, 16 team dynasty league that you've been doing with your buddies for 20 years i mean and there's so much in between right i mean like you said auction leagues you know for or you know the the dynasty leagues there's even guillotine leagues that i love playing i know pat yeah. you played in one last year in, in austin um and those are really fun i mean there's just so many you know best balls set it and forget it so yeah i mean that's that's the best part about fantasy you could find even if you like football you can find something that you enjoy playing with fantasy football yeah, guillotine leagues are fun until Dale convinces you to join one and you lose week one. Yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what I did last year. So yeah, yeah. yeah I was gone. Yeah, I'm a huge redraft fan. I, I love redraft. That's yeah. I mean, I have I've got a couple of dynasty leagues that I'm in. Um that's been like the last two years, but I mean ten years ago it started off at redraft and, and I live for it every year. Me too. Interesting. Yeah. So just so just so people know if people are out there haven't heard, but best ball essentially is you draft a team and then you don't worry about who to start. It's just like, okay, there are slots, quarterback slot, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex. Let's just say you draft those players, you just have your roster. You can't drop anyone, you can't trade anyone. That's just your team. And then they go through and automatically pick the highest scores for you at each position every week. It's pretty cool. That yeah. that's pretty cool. The dynasty, obviously, you just kind of continue. 
kind of work your way through the dynasty. Um, it's almost like it's almost like you're the GM of a football team, which I think is cool. And an auction draft, we're gonna do. We're gonna start the mock in a second here, but we're gonna do a regular draft, a regular snake draft, right? One through ten. We're, we're gonna do twelve, one through twelve, and then twelve through one, and so on and so forth. But an auction draft, I like. I do an auction draft in my home league. We just do a redraft auction, but like I, because it's you have an availability to get every single player, right? If you're doing a redraft and you have pick 10, you're not getting Christian McCaffrey. It, you're guaranteed to not get, get Christian McCaffrey. There's no chance yeah. you're going to get him. But if you're doing a dynasty draft, if you're doing an auction draft and that's the guy you want, you can get him. Now, you might have to pay for him. You're going to have to pay something for him, right? But you can get anyone you want, and that makes it fun. And then the other part of it for me is that you're in on every single pick. Like, you're not like, oh, who's this person going to draft? It's like, no, that person got nominated. How much? Okay, I I, I would want that guy. But how much am I going to pay? Oh, is that is it worth it? Like, so, man, my heart races during during auction drafts. It's a lot of fun. So, um, you know, I mean, it's it's a little bit, you know, and people, some people hate it and some people like it. But but like Austin said, there's something for everyone, which I think is cool. And so yeah. um, in theory, know. auction leagues are amazing. Um, I just I can't get into them, man. There's, there's too many variables. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, you, your plan goes out the window immediately. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. The, the first player that, yeah. you know, that you bid on, man, they're good. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm not going to get Christian McCaffrey. And then you're like, well, you know, $40 is pretty good. And then before you know it, you're way over budget. And then your, the rest of your draft sucks. Right. So, uh, well, that's, if, if you like it, I mean, like you said, you know, yeah. you get the players that you want, you have an opportunity to get everybody you want. So, right. Exactly. That's what I like about it. That's yeah. one of my favorite things about it. So, anyways, all right. So let's uh, let's let's fire up the mock draft machine here. We're gonna we're gonna mock. And so, hold on. Let me let me hit the uh, the share screen here. Right. Nope. There we go. Do a tab. We're gonna do the simulator. Okay. So I'm not sure how it's gonna look. Um, I know you guys were saying it's a hard. You have a hard time seeing it. Hopefully, people that are out there can see it. But we're gonna do uh, half PPR. Obviously, just a 2021 season, not a dynasty league snake draft. Um, and I'm going to draft out of what, what What position do you want to draft out of? Keegan, I'll let you choose. What position do you want to draft out of? No, you're muted. You got to unmute. That's Spag's fault. I just want to let yeah. everybody know he it muted was, yeah. me. Um, we'll go fifth. Just top fifth, of the head. Right. Let's do it. I like it. All right, so we're going to draft fifth. We're going to draft out of the five spot, um, and we will. We're just going to do again, just a straight up mock, um, straight up mock draft. So here we go. All right, and so I want to. I want to just kind of chat about um, strategy here, but you know, everyone. You know, people talk about ZRRB strategy. People talk about different types of strategies that you can use. Do you have like one specific strategy, Dale, that you use, or do you just kind of go on the fly and kind of do what you got to do? I pretty much go on the fly, man. I mean, you know, you hear, you know, the the buzzword is, you know, value-based drafting, and that's really what I do. Um, more than likely as I'm drafting, I like to keep a more balanced roster. Um, I don't, you know, people talk about zero running back or, you know, whatever, uh, running back heavy teams, early quarterbacks. I just like to take what's best value, what I feel like is best value at the time, and keep it balanced. So if I start off with two running backs because two great running backs fell to me, then you know I start really looking at it, and more than likely I won't get a third or fourth running back in a row. So I like to keep really, uh, really balanced for me personally. All right, and same thing with you, Austin. Or do you have a specific thing you try to you try to go into it with, or or is it just kind of? 
I like to pick one or two guys that I really want. And those are just my guys, like whatever I got to do to get them, you know, nothing crazy, like picking a kicker in the first round. But if yep. there's a running back or a receiver that I really want, especially if I know I'm picking further towards the end of the round and I know I can't get certain guys, I'm like, okay, I'm these guys are who I'm going to get this year, you know, this year. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So we're drafting here at five, uh, first four picks, four, four picks, I think made sense. You get McCaffrey, Dalvin, and then Kamara. I'm a little surprised with Zeke at four. I don't know if you guys are as high on Zeke at four, but I feel like Zeke at four is a little bit high for me. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, so, but again, it's just kind of, it's kind of an opinion here. I think running back, if you're drafting in the top five, to me, you kind of have to take a running back unless you're drafting in a multiple quarterback league. I just feel like drafting a wide receiver at fifth overall, I know Devontae Adams could have a massive year, but I just don't think you're getting enough value there. I agree. For I me, agree. Yeah. I mean, it, if you can get Derrick Henry in the fifth spot, 100%. Yeah. There's no question. So I agree. So let's do that. Um, by the way, Clayton De- uh, says that Dale wants to draft Melvin Gordon right here, but I, I, we're going to pass on Melvin Gordon <laughs> and, and go with Derrick Henry. Uh, okay. So let's see here. This is like going really slow for me. I don't know why. All right, so we picked Henry with the fifth pick. Then Tyreek Najee went seventh overall. That's crazy. That's wild. But, I mean, like, the the value of Najee Harris has gone all the ways. I'm curious about your thoughts there, guys. So Najee uh, Harris, what, what's, what's your opinion there? Look, and this is kind of what Austin was saying. If you have the seventh pick and you really, really want Najee Harris, if you're a big Steelers fan or you watched him in Alabama and you believe in this guy and, you, and it's your seventh pick, there's no way you're going to come back around and get him. He's going to be taken in the next whatever, what is it, eight picks or whatever. Um, So, you know, if you want him, you got to get him then. And that's exactly what Austin was saying. Like, if he's your guy and that's who you want to root for and, you know, it makes your fantasy league, uh, you know, fantasy experience better, I say go for it. Um, There you go. I mean, there are, you know, there's better value, I think. But, hey, you know, I know it's just a computer drafting. But if if you really like Najee, I say go for it. I'd just like to say here. I know that this is fantasy pros just making up random things, mm-hmm. but Najini in a bottle is drafting sixth overall, and they took Tyreek Hill over Najee Harris. I just like <laughs> if you're going to name your team Najini in a bottle, which is a dope name, by the way. If you're oh, going to name your team Najini in a bottle, you have to draft Najee Harris in the first round. Totally. You don't have yeah. Yeah. Stupid robot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so few names going there Chubb, Barkley, like nobody to me, you hear through the first two rounds, Ridley going. Uh, at the end of the first round over Devontae Adams, although this person took Ridley and then Devontae Adams, which is pretty solid. Um, Jonathan Taylor, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Kelsey, Gibson, and Hopkins. Okay, here's a thought about Kelsey. How early are you taking Travis Kelsey? Because some people were taking Travis Kelsey. You saw it early here in the second round. Are you taking Travis Kelsey in the second round? Or are you waiting on tight end a little bit? Because the the, the argument here, of course, is position scarcity right there's just not a lot of tight ends are going to put up a lot of numbers right mm-hmm. he stays healthy george kittle doesn't necessarily stay healthy he's going to put up numbers too but like you know how early are you drafting travis kelsey because you know two five seems pretty early to me yeah two five is really early to me um you know you, you could see him going like the late second usually um but i'd much rather have and you know talking about value again 
I'd much rather wait for Kittle, which is probably going to be two tight end picks after, you know, maybe, you know, late second or yeah, late second, early third uh, Waller will get picked and then maybe mid third to late third. I bet you um, Kittle gets picked. So I'd, you know, if you're looking at that, I think the, the value there is going a little bit stronger player and skipping Kelsey that time and going to get Kittle around later. I'm curious what you guys think on wide receivers. Um, Cause obviously I, I tend to, to draft heavy wide receivers and obviously um, they seem to go pretty from what I can see here. They, they went pretty early, obviously Devonte and Tyreek. Mm-hmm. Um, now it, when, when you look at wide receivers, like typically what I like to do is, and, and obviously that goes with being a good wide receiver, right? But I, I like to draft the, the best route runners, right? Because I think those guys are going to be open more times than not, right? The Devontae Adams, the Calvin Ridleys, the, you know, Julio Jones, uh, Amari Cooper, right? Justin Jefferson, guys like that. That And obviously all the elite wide receivers are good route runners, but I think, you know, th- there's obviously different styles. Like I don't think DK Metcalf is a precise, you know, guy who's going to be really quick in and out of his breaks, I'd rather a guy like a Tyreek Hill or, or uh, you know, like I said, a Calvin Ridley that that might that's going to get a lot more volume because they're going to be open a lot more. See, I, I think that DK Metcalf is the outlier in that situation. I just feel like you've got a one-two situation with him and Lockett, and it just feels like there's something between him and Russ. But normally, I'm kind of up there with you. I've never been a big. I'm I'm not currently a big Julio Jones guy, but I like to go for the guy that I think will get the most targets, but I don't like to go for guys I think will get double teamed constantly, if that makes any sense. Right. I think it does. I think it does. I think that makes a lot of sense to have another guy to have another guy that takes, you know, takes coverage away. DK is a perfect example of that. Like you have to you can't just single cover Tyler Lockett either. Like Lockett's gonna kill you as well. Yeah. And so you you know you have to pay attention to both of them, but it's not like you just have one guy. Um and so you know I think we're in an interesting spot here at the at the 2-8. So this is the 2-8 spot. The a lot of wide receivers are, are already on Hopkins, AJ Brown, Diggs, Adams, Ridley, Tyreek Hill. Those are, those guys are all gone. Running backs, a ton of running backs have gone. The top running back here is Joe Mixon, which I don't know, you know, Joe Mixon seems to be a very polarizing player. I personally am not drafting Joe Mixon at 2-8. Now that doesn't mean he doesn't he doesn't deserve there it doesn't mean he's not going to put up numbers this year i just feel like it's too early for for joe mixon just because he, he just doesn't he just he just hasn't done it for so many years in a row it's just so frustrating yeah. and so um you know we're looking at so just just to give people who aren't live here just an example here so we're looking at the top running backs they have are joe mixon ceh from kansas city and jk dobbins from baltimore Top wide receivers, they have are DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, and Keenan Allen. And then tight ends, of course, are Waller, Kittle, and then Mark Andrews. Um what, what are we doing here? What do you guys what do you guys want to do here? I guess I guess I'll I guess I'll put it out there um as to what you want to do. I'll tell you what I think, and you guys, I don't know. I know there's gonna be some disagreement here. Uh yeah, dark blue gold I see on the chat just asked, Well, Kittle finally have a big year. I think so. Um, but so this is kind of like the weird like island of players that I don't particularly like. I don't believe in Joe Mixon. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is kind of a, I mean, let's just say a dart throw at this point. We're not really sure yeah. what we're going to get from him. Although, you know, I do like him and I, I think this is pretty decent value. J.K. Dobbins, I'm not sold on. The wide receivers, they're all decent, but there's no superstar wide receiver either. And I, 
for me, I feel like we could take a wide receiver in a couple rounds, guys like Robert Woods, stuff like that. That's going to be available in another round or two. So this is a time I'm not a big tight end guy. I don't like to take tight ends early, but when you have these players kind of on this weird Island, I start considering Darren guys like Darren Waller or, you know, if Kittle was still there, I mean, um, Kelsey was still there. Right. Uh, you know, so if it were up to me, I'm not a big tight end guy. I know a lot of people like to wait on tight ends, but I think Darren Waller is is a choice for me. Now, I like Peter, to hear that because I just kept him in the eighth round in my league, so I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I like it. If I was going to go, think, re- if I was going to go receiver, I would go Justin Jefferson. But yeah. I think sitting where we're at right now, I kind of lean Dobbins, and it's only for the reason that you're going to have COVID issues with Lamar Jackson all season long. Uh, as it as it currently looks, I mean, it currently looks like like he's going to potentially be a player much like Cam Newton that will be affected more by COVID than some other players will be. Hmm. Um, and with that being said, whoever they have back there is going to have to rely on J.K. Dobbins, in my opinion. Interesting. It's, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You know, I think Dobbins, Dobbins and CEH are guys that I would consider in this spot. Wide receiver, like, I, I, I'm with you, Dale. Like, I just feel like it's early for wide receiver. I like DK. But, like, if you're going to give me A.J. Brown, if you're going to give me Stephon Diggs, I mean, Devontae Adams, for God's sakes. Like, if you're going to give me someone like that, like, absolutely. But, like, totally. I just yeah. I just don't know if DK or even Justin Jefferson gives me enough. Because now Jefferson, you got to remember now, Jefferson's going to be getting double teamed. Whereas I don't know how much of that he saw last year. He was still a rookie, right? So now he's a second-year yeah. guy. And Thielen's on the other side, so you can't really double as much. But, like, maybe now you rotate over for Jefferson instead of for Thielen. And so now he's the one that's being game-planned against this year as opposed to Adam Thielen. So, and again, that may not happen. But, like, I just – I'm I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to take him. Look, uh, uh, okay, Keegan, we're going to you, Keegan. I'm going to let you be the tiebreaker here. We have, we have one vote for Darren Waller. We have one vote for J.K. Dobbins. Who are you picking? Yeah, so I'm a big Waller guy just for the fact that he's going to get probably, I don't know, twice as many touches <laughs> as right. – not not touches but targets as a guy like J.K. Dobbins, and he's going to command so much more of the offense than yeah. J.K. Dobbins will. So, I mean, he's, he's a safety blanket, and especially – is this PPR or half? Half. Right, so either way, but right? Still. Like, yeah. he's going to get 10 – maybe 12 targets a game. He's going to come down with like 90% of them. Um, I think he's just such a huge part of that offense. And especially with Derek Carr, he's in a year where he kind of has to limit his mistakes a little bit. That's what's held them back. And who's he going to, who's he going to trust most? It's Darren Waller. It's, it's his safety blanket. So I think it's a good pick. I think he's going to be a more consistent player than, than Dobbins would be. I like it. I like it. Cause you got to remember too, at the end of the day, I think the first rushing option in Baltimore is still going to be Lamar Jackson, right? So, like, yes. you know, um, so, yeah. But let's see. And then you never know. Dobbins might come back to us in the third round. You never know. You know, and that's a good thing about, you know, I say it, we mock on our podcast a lot. And, you know, now's the time to see just what happens, you know, see, you know, pick a tight end, just see what your team looks like and learn from it. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, I've, I've definitely gotten Kelsey in the second round before and mocking and. You know, you see how your team looks, and then you adjust. I mean, that's what the fun of of mock draft is. Yep, exactly. All right, so after our pick went Mixon, CEH, Mahomes, Dobbins. 
and then DK, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson. So Allen Robinson, the guy that, I mean, I know he's kind of QB proof, but man, he scares the crap out of me. Like he just scares the crap out of me this year. So, and dark blue gold says, you know, that he loves the Herbert Allen connection. Like I agree hundred percent. Like I think Keenan Allen's a guy I just feel like is overlooked every year. Like he's just, he's just like consistently good every single year. He got drafted really high in this draft. I Pop feel like runner. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like he's not getting Top drafted the in the third round in a lot of drafts. I feel like he's dropping to like the fourth, fifth round. And that's lunacy. If you can get Keenan Allen in the fourth or fifth round, like that's, you know, I don't know. I, I think that that wins your leagues in some cases, you know? Yeah, I think I think Herbert is going to win a lot of people their leagues this year. And, you know, he's going to take a step forward last year. Obviously, he was a rookie. Um, so if he gets any better than he was last year, that's going to be scary. And then, you know, later in the draft, we can look for Mike Williams um, in that offense as well. I think he's going to be pretty strong. So, um, yeah, something to keep an eye out. Nice. All right. So here we are running backs. we get Chris Carson, David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, and James Robinson, who gets a little bump because of the ETN injury. Um, Terry McLaurin for wide receivers, CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans, Robert Woods. Um I'm kind of look. I'm thinking wide receiver. I love. I just. I love CD Lamb so much. Like I just think he's gonna have such a huge year this year. Chris Carson's one of those guys that like he's good, but I just I hate drafting Chris Carson. I just feel like he stinks, and like he's one of those. He's one of those guys that like he's just not good. Like he's like Josh Jacobs, but he's like worse than Josh Jacobs. I feel like like he's not that good. They just give him the ball all the time, so he gets fantasy numbers. But he's like not actually a good running back, and it annoys me to have a guy like that on my team. <laughs> So, I agree. You know, I'm, I'm right there with you. It right. feels like every year Chris Carson's supposed to be good. It then somehow magically isn't good. Right. It's like we right. keep getting fooled every year. And they don't get anyone else. I mean, they drafted no. Rashad Penny in the first round, I guess. But like, Jesus. Yeah. So I mentioned before we came on that, like, I haven't played in two years, or maybe it was when we were on. The last time Chris Carson was good, I was playing fantasy football. That's, there you go. See, look at that. That probably says something about it. <laughs> and, and just to throw my two cents in while I'm talking, uh, Terry McLaurin, talk amongst yourselves. I was going to say, I, I would go McLaurin here, I think, with Fitzpatrick um, kind of being the quarterback there. They, they obviously get an improvement from last year. It was obviously a mess, and they won specifically by defense the entire year. Um, you know, who'd they have Haskins for half the year, Taylor Heineke. Um, yeah. I'm forgetting a guy probably too. Um, I think with Fitzpatrick, um, and McLaurin's obviously had a, a stellar first two years in the league. I, I think this is a guy that's up there with like a Keenan Allen in terms of consistency. Uh, I really like Terry McLaurin. I think this is a good spot for him. I agree. Yeah. For me, yeah. it, it's, it's truly a coin flip McLaurin and CD lamb. I, I think both are going to be productive. Um, McLaurin, I'll probably give the edge to, but I'm really excited. I 100% think we need to take a wide receiver here, one of those two. And, yeah. you know, if it was my draft, I'd be okay with whatever. Um, and then see that I think the next couple rounds are going to be really fun with the running backs to see how that shapes up because I think we take some dart throws. Um, what round are we? We're in the third round? We're in the third round right now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so like the fifth or sixth round running backs – I'm really curious to see, and I would love to get your guys' opinions on looking at the names of the that fifth and sixth round. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And Dark Blue Gold mentions it here, right? He says he finds it hilarious how round two and three are, are somehow full of guys that people don't really want to draft but have to, even though they're all <laughs> decent players. But he's right. Like, the thing is, is that the second and third round is tr- – like, 
some of those guys just aren't that good and like they're fine but to me i feel like this is where you can run into problems where it's like oh the consensus says that this guy is good if you don't think he's good then don't draft him like yeah. you know what i mean it's just it's one of those things where and dale it comes back to what you said and i think that this is something that i try to keep in the back of my head all the time like at the end of the day, you're doing it for fun. Like you're not drafting guys that you're like, well, they're going to put up numbers, but I hate them, but I'll draft them anyways. Like, no, don't like, don't do that to yourself. You know, if you don't like a guy, don't draft him. Like you just, there's, there's no need to do that, you know? And so, um, so yeah, if there's a guy like Chris Carson, if Chris Carson's on my board and it's the third round and it's like, this is the best player on the board and you should draft him. I'm like, no, I'm not drafting him. Now it's the fifth round. Okay, yeah. fine. Like at that point, I'll take a shot at him. But like, to me, it's all about value, and it's like if I have to draft Chris Carson in the third round, I'm not doing it. Like I'm, just, I'm not doing that. You know, you're gonna give me an extra two rounds and let me draft him in the fifth. Sure, fine, I got no problem with that. But, but you know, I think that that's the big thing for me is not necessarily the player, but the value of the pick is is kind of the issue that I have. You know? Yeah, and I I want to kind of reiterate something. I know I've said it a few times. You know, talking about the next few rounds, like I've said that already. Like we're only in the third round. I've said it like three or four times already. But I I really like to try to you know play chess here. And look for the next moves and figure out where the value is going to land because you know there's times where and you know getting ahead of myself here but you know looking at the brand new debo samuel you know debate um right samuel's going a couple rounds ahead or a couple rounds after Ayuk. so you know if you're trying to look ahead and saying man i can get debo two rounds later then you might pass on Ayuk because you, you know you don't want both of them and debo might be the better value but if Debo goes one pick after Ayuk, then it's a different story. So I kind of like to play chess that way and, and try to predict uh, what's going on. Yeah. All right. So we took we took uh, Terry McLaurin here, and we are back at four eight. Ooh, Josh Allen just won. So um, in between Kittle went Montgomery, Chris Carson, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, Josh Jacobs, Cooper Cup, Julio, which uh, someone mentioned before, who I think is an interesting guy this year because. For the first time ever, he's not like the number one target. And so like it's gonna be really interesting to see what he can do in that offense. I know he's not necessarily as healthy as he he's never really healthy, but I don't know how healthy he necessarily is. But it's gonna be interesting to see what he does in that lineup this year. So uh down in Tennessee. Godwin I'd be curious too. Um and obviously I don't think we have an RB two here, right? Maybe. We might. So Here's my, you know, what do you think when you're when you're kind of scarce on running backs, right? If if you don't really like the value there, but you have a quarterback um, that might be able to get you some, right? Like a Kyler Murray, obviously Josh Allen went, you know, obviously know he can make plays with his legs, a Lamar, someone like that. Do you kind of lean towards getting a a top three quarterback and like a Kyler Murray who's going to chip in eight nine hundred yards and you know five to six rushing touchdowns where he can kind of bring you that value to that RB one RB two slot while also solidifying you know a top three quarterback yes pick him <laughs> as you were talking as pat was talking i was like is this too early for a quarterback you know just like internal thoughts and then i, I mean like, i tend i tend to take them between four five six you know try I mean, to get I'm, a top five guy right i'm always an early quarter or I always think early quarterback get one of the best guys, and I think Kyler Murray, like with the with the weapons that he's going to have this year, I don't think he's going to have to be Superman to rack up points. Like he's he's going to have to, he's got guys where he can dump the ball off, and they'll go get him points. You know what I'm saying? Like guys like Rondale Moore and stuff like that. Even young guys in that offense, 
I think it's it's a good spot to kind of nab him before, you know, who knows if you wait on a quarterback, you might not get anybody in the top five, top so, six. So it's funny that you just said that because I don't know if you can see the bottom right hand of the screen. It says there are two pick insights from this is fantasy pros that we're drafting on. And it said three teams need a starting quarterback before your next pick. And there are two quarterbacks left in tier one, which is Kyler and Lamar. So essentially what they're saying is that if you don't draft a quarterback in this spot, now it's a mock draft, so it's done by the computer. So they're basically they're saying if you don't draft a quarterback here, if you don't draft Kyler or Lamar, you're not getting Kyler or Lamar. 100% not going to happen, right? And you yeah. can look at your draft, and I think that that's a good way to do it is kind of look at, you know, who's in between where I'm picking, right? Do the, are those guys, you know, is someone going to be drafting a quarterback there? If, if you know, if there's one guy that needs a quarterback in between your two picks, well, you don't have to take a quarterback here because one of those guys is going to be available for you when he comes back. But if there's three or four guys in between, we're looking at saying, well, I don't know if I can necessarily decide between Kyler and Lamar, so, but I might have to in this point, right? So if there's only one guy, then you don't have to. You let the one guy take the quarterback if he wants him, and then you take the other guy, you know? So um, I think it's a good point. I mean, I think it's it's interesting. It's early. It's a little bit earlier than I like for a quarterback, but Kyler, man, if Kyler doesn't have an absolute monster year this year, like I just, I don't, I just don't know. I, I just don't know what else to do. Kyler um, Kyler Murray will have a monster year. For me, he's in the first tier. There's only three guys in that first tier of quarterbacks for me. That's Mahomes, Allen, and Kyler. I yeah. feel like it's a little too early for Kyler, and I'll tell you why. Looking at the guys available, I think I'd rather have, and Pat, if you want me to go on my rant about James Robinson, I can, um, but uh, maybe I'll say it for another day. But <laughs> I'd rather have um, you know, James Robinson or DJ Moore right now and get somebody like i mean by four rounds later you can get you know justin herbert um ryan Tannehill, um aaron Rodgers. i bet in a few rounds unless there's a crazy quarterback run you never know but i i highly suggest scrapping the quarterback talk i think it's a little too early james robinson is a much better value at this point or dj moore um i'd be okay with either one i think we need to we don't have who's our. We only have one running back right now, right? One running back and one wide receiver. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. So for me, I think James Robinson is a, a steal right now. Maybe the computer's still going off ADP. Um, you know, hasn't really adjusted since I'm uh, sure they Travis are. Yeah. Etienne, uh, injury. So. Well, and it's uh, interesting too. I mean, the other part for me is that I think you also have to have to take into account the scoring, right? If you have, if you're getting a bonus for rushing first downs and. You know, there's a there's a large bonus for like, you know, rushing yards or rushing touchdowns or whatever the case may be. Like that may sway you a little bit more towards a guy like Kyler or Lamar because they do run so much as a quarterback. But I think just straight up quarterback, I'm hesitant to go quarterback early. I'm this kind of the same way. Um, but you know, and, and so and this is what I want to talk about with Kyle Pitts. Maybe we could talk. Let's save. Let's save the Kyle Pitts conversation for next round because I think maybe Pitts goes, maybe he doesn't. Either way, let's save that conversation for next round because um, that's interesting. I mean, I want to talk about him. Are we okay drafting James Robinson here? I'm all for it. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. the, the top guys that are available. There's one guy that we're looking at on the screen. If you guys are you know watching on the screen, there's one guy here that has a hundred percent or a zero percent chance of losing his job, losing his starting, you know, RB1 job, and that's James Robinson. DeAndre right. Swift, we don't know. 
Um, you know, Jamal Williams is there. And then Miles Sanders, I don't know who likes Miles Sanders. It's a, it's a um, mess in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know, so out of out of the guys available, James Robinson, I'm not saying, you know, he's a lock for a million fantasy points, but he definitely has the best uh, outlook for not getting his job stolen from him. All right. It's a good point. You guys okay with that? Spags I agree. Game? I hope so, because we're doing it. I agree. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, so now let's see. Let's see where the quarterbacks go. I am interested in the um, in the uh, in the in the Kyle Pitts conversation, right? So Kyle Pitts for me is a guy. He's really interesting to me because he's not necessarily a prototypical tight end. He's he's more of a receiver than he is a tight end, but still, arguably the best rookie season ever by a by a tight end was Gronk in 2010 put up 10 touchdowns finished as the number five overall tight end in fantasy that year but the thing was is that that was that was slanted right he had he had a rough start of the year and he had I think he had two or three games I know he had the one game against Buffalo where he cut three touchdowns and he had another game where he cut two touchdowns like it it wasn't like he was putting up he was going eight for 95 and two touchdowns every week. That wasn't what he was doing. He would be, he would have like two catches for 25 yards and two touchdowns. Like he just, even though he had a great year and he finishes a top five tight end, he still didn't have, yeah, he, he had, obviously the next year he had the most unbelievable season ever, but like, you know, he had 40, he had 42 catches for 546 yards and 10 touchdowns. Right. right. So, crazy. which is good, help, but you take half that away. You know, one's really talking about it. Right. Exactly. And so that's the thing. Like, and I'm not saying Pitts can't do it. I'm not saying he can't have a, have an, uh, have an unbelievable year and finish as a top five guy and, do- and blow everyone out of the water. But it's just like, are we confident that he can, like if we're drafting him in the fifth round to be our t- tight end one, it's just, I don't know. It, that's, that's tough for me. That's a tough, tough decision for me. Yeah. When so, did Aaron Hernandez get drafted? Same year, 2010. See, that's the thing. He also had Aaron Hernandez right. helping him out. And, and I think, Wes Welker, Randy Moss. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it was it was a heck of a team, but I just I, I don't I don't think all the same things that were there for Gronk are there for Kyle Pitts. I, I like Pitts. I think he's got talent. I just I don't know if he's gonna be what everybody's hoping he is. Right. I think on the other side of that too, just on on Pat's argument. They're even though you know Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time, and that season was amazing. They're two completely different tight ends. Like Kyle Pitts isn't going to have forty-two catches for five hundred yards. He'll have forty-two catches for like seven fifty, eight. Right. Like he's not. He's going to be used completely differently than than yes. You know, yeah. it's, it's ten years later, and he's a different breed of human, right? So, I think that kind of you take a little bit of that out of there, and just with with the offense that they're going to run because they stretch the field they have for like 10 years now. That's just what they do. They don't really run the ball a ton. And with Calvin Ridley, like they're going to go and they're, they're going to kind of air it out a little bit. So I think it's a, I think he's good value. And, and you know, Pat, I took him pretty high in our, in our keeper league, but that's, that's also based off of what I think he can do in the future. Right. So right. Um, I, I think I'm a little bit higher on him than you guys, but definitely like right now, probably no, it is too early for me. Yeah. I'm curious. Okay. So 
right now, what I'm, what are the who are the Titans available? Kyle Pitts and uh, Titans did, available. Did Kittle, did Kittle, Kittle already been taken. So it's Pitts, Mark Andrews, okay. Logan Thomas. All right. So instead of say, let I mean, I don't know, just for the sake of argument, when we drafted Darren Waller, who would give me a couple of picks after Waller? Can you can you score? Yeah, sure. So a couple of picks after Waller were Joe Mixon, Ceh, Mahomes, J.K. Dobbins, D.K. Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, okay, Keenan say, Allen, Allen Robinson. Say we got Keenan Allen there, right? Because we wanted a, a wide receiver. So say we got Count Keenan Allen instead of Waller. Yep. So we can have Keenan Allen and then Pitts. Would you rather have Keenan Allen and Pitts now, or Waller and, um, say Brandon Ayuk or um, T Higgins or, or yeah, one of those guys? Right. Um, I think and that's a tough decision. Uh, I think I'd rather have Keenan Allen and somebody like Brandon or Keenan Allen and Pitts, um, than Waller and then say Ayuk. Yeah. I don't know. So which is possible, and this, yeah. but this is. And I think, you know, and you mentioned it before, like this is why it's good to mock draft because you can kind of see how things work out. And if you have something like I use um, to do my mock drafts, I do the um, draft dominator through football guys. Mm -hmm. And they, the thing with them is that you can plug in all of your settings. You can plug in, if you have keepers, you can plug in the keepers that you have and stuff. And then you can go through the mock, you know, with the value-based drafting kind of draft that way. And you can look at it and see, okay, this is how that draft could shake out. And of course, like once the draft starts and you're re dealing with actual people, things can go totally different ways, but you can look at it that way and say, huh? Yeah. If I took pits in the fifth round instead, and I took Keen now and early, then I can take pits in the fourth, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. And then maybe someone's like, Oh, screw it. I'm going to draft pits in the third round. And then it gets thrown off. But like, you know, but at least you kind of have those different strategies. So yeah. mock drafting, I think is super important. So, okay. um, but all right, so let's get into let's get into what we're going to do here. We have so just so just so people know what we have here, okay? So our roster right now is Derrick Henry, James Robinson, Terry McLaurin, and Darren Waller. So we have two running backs, one wide receiver, and then obviously we only need one tight end. There is two flexes in this league. Um, I just put two flexes in this league because I figured what the heck. So I, I'm assuming we probably want another running uh, another wide receiver. Sometimes I'm tempted to go running back, even though I already have two. But Mike Davis, Miles Gaskin. Javante Williams and Chase Evans. Like, I don't love any of those guys. Mike Williams is fine, but I'm certainly uh, – Mike Davis, I'm sorry, is fine, but I'm certainly not taking him over someone like Ayuk or T. Higgins. So um, so although, you know, sometimes I would draft a running back and have a third running back instead of drafting a second wide receiver, depending on who's there, I'm certainly not doing that in this case because I feel like the wide receivers are significant <clears> – <throat> in my opinion, at least, are better than the running backs. Yeah, this draft would look 100% different to me if Ayuk and Higgins were taken – uh, I would be psyched to get Mike Davis um, or who there was uh, Mike Davis or Miles um, uh, Gaskin or Miles Gaskin or yeah he, any three of those guys I would be super excited about if Ayuk and uh, man I have a horrible short term memory I already forget that's uh, Ayuk, Ayuk or um, Higgins. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's also there's, now Lamar is also here as well so we could theoretically take Lamar in the fifth round but again. Like we talked about, I feel like I'm okay waiting at quarterback because we could get Dak Prescott, we could get Aaron Rodgers, we could get, you know, Joe Burrow, we could get Justin Herbert, we can get guys like that a lot later. Um, but again, and this is, we keep saying fun, but again, like if you love Lamar Jackson and you're in the fifth round, then take him. Like you're not 
you're not reaching that much, I don't think. My draft strategy and some of the draft strategies that some of us have may not align with that, but that doesn't matter. Like, if that's your guy and you think he's going to have a monster year again, then draft him. Like, whatever, dude. You know, like, I think that that's, you know, should you be drafting Lamar Jackson early in the first round? No. But if you're in the fifth round and that's the guy that you like a lot, you can absolutely justify that pick here. Like, it's an easy choice to make that pick if that's what you want. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think don't overthink it on things like that. If that's your guy, go get him, you know? Um, but we'll see. Oh, dark blue gold does notice your birdcage. <laughs> it's a sick chair. They're cheap. I, I don't know where they got it, but it's awesome. You could put lights over it for Halloween. 10 out of 10. Uh, that's Pretty a good cool. chair. You know, that, that chair is, um, and I'm not judging anybody's lifestyle, but it definitely looks like, uh, it would be like, um, in a swingers house. <laughs> Like that's, you know, that's the is, type of chair that swingers have. This I'm is one thousand percent like it was bought from the outdoor section at Home Depot. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is this is my cousin's home. It's a wonderful chair. I like it. Hey, <laughs> I'm not judging. I throw it in the living room. I think it's great. <laughs> that's great. All right. So, um, so what are we gonna do? Do you want to do uh, Spags? I'm gonna let you choose here. Do you Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Let's do it. Yes. All right. Love him. So it. I love Higgins too. I think. Jamar Chase, people have been going nuts about Jamar Chase. I think T. Higgins is going to have a monster year, um, probably a bigger year than Jamar Chase. But I love Ayuk too. I mean, he's just going to get fed the ball in, in San Francisco. So um, so I'm down with it. I'm excited right, so about San say. Francisco. I'm, I'm excited about that offense. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think that uh, – what's his name? Will be? Oh, man, someone reached up and snagged him. I was hoping he'd last, but he didn't. I was hoping for our uh, for our Patriots fans out there that Damian Harris lasted, but he did not. Got taken the first pick of the sixth round it, because this is this is kind of my spot with Harris, and this is the hard thing for me. I think Harris is a value this year. By the way, Teagans is still available, but I think I think Harris is a value this year that a lot of people aren't really realizing. Harris is going to be the number one wide receiver. Like he's going to be the number one running back in New England, right? It's going to happen. Like he's going to get a ton of a ton of yards. He's going to score a ton of touchdowns. Like it's going to happen this year. I think that people are overlooking that overlooking that thing. And I think for me, you can jump at that value. Now the issue is we're in New England. No one's overlooking that value in New England because we're Patriots fans. And so you know, but if you're dealing with out of state people or you're dealing with people that you know that aren't necessarily, you know, loving the Patriots or aren't paying attention to the Patriots a lot. And they're looking at it saying it's a mess, which it usually is. I don't think it's going to be this year. I think Damian Harris is going to be the featured number one back and he's going to rush for, you know, 1200 yards and score 10 to 12 touchdowns. Like I think that's you can, I'm penciling that in right now. And so to me, I think if you can get him in the sixth, seventh, eighth round, I love that value. The only um, risk there, Pat, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I've been burned by a uh, a fumble by Pat's running back in yep. the first quarter, and then you don't see him. <laughs> you, don't, you never see him again. Um, Stephen Ridley's career ended on a fumble. It just, yeah, yeah, it just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm yeah, yeah. He had, what, 300 yards at one game or whatever, and then we didn't hear from him again. Um, that but was yeah. Jonas Gray you're thinking of. Jonas oh, yeah, Gray. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. That was an alarm clock situation. It, <laughs> it could be anything. That's, it, it helps your point. Like, he yeah. could sneeze in the meeting room, and then that's it. He's done. Yeah, it, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yes, in real life, uh, if I was a Pats fan, I would be super excited about Damian Harris. I do think he has it. 
Um, but for for fantasy, giving such a, a big piece of my draft capital up, uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous, man. Yeah. I'll say this real quick, just from a Patriots point of view. Like, you're one Rams running back injury away from Sony Michelle being out of the picture, right? Like, he could be traded at any moment at this point. And the only other guy that could take over those carries is a rookie, and, and they'd never do that. So, like, I think the next week is kind of a big, big thing because I, I don't think it's likely Sony gets traded, but you never I mean, know. Neither right? do I. I still, I think Bill is starting to change too, which makes me think. And and I don't want to, you know, put this in writing, obviously, but I think if there was a rookie running back that wasn't a first round pick that was going to play this year, I think it's Stevenson because I do think Bill is adapting a little bit more and. And starting right. to play younger guys earlier than he may would have in the past. Obviously, take the first round, like I said, out of the question with Maroney and Michelle. Um, but yeah, like you said, if even if Michelle was moved, I still I I think even with or without him, Stevenson has a role. I love Damian Harris, right? I took him in the sixth round the other night. I think I'm believing in that stock. I think he really turned it on towards the end of last year, and I think it's going to be a run heavy team, and he's their RB one. Uh, but I wouldn't after I still think Michelle and, and even Stevenson may be able to take some carries away from him. I just think I just think he's so much more talented than the guys that they've had in the past. Right. And Dark Blue goes talking about Gillisley in 2017. And listen, I, I agree. But Mike Gillisley wasn't that good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, he was fine, but he wasn't that good. Right. Yeah. Like they you're talking about a stud, like a certified stud with Damian Harris, where he's like your guy. Now, yeah, sure, something could happen, and they could fall out of love with him for whatever reason. I just don't think that's going to happen. And so I think – I think the, here's my big thing, right, is that to me it's about capitalizing <laughs> – no, my friends are – it's about capitalizing on value, right? To me it's about capitalizing on value. I'm not taking Damian Harris in the fifth round, in the fourth round. I'm not doing that. But if I can get him in the sixth, seventh, eighth round, that's where you can start to capitalize on value because he's a guy that I think is going to be easily an RB2 that you're now getting in the seventh or eighth round. And it's like that's that's a no-brainer right there for you. So that's where I kind of look at it and say like, okay, you know, you can start to kind of increase your value as opposed to decrease your value if you're reaching on players. So, And look, you know, to me, that's, that's the way I look at it at least. Yeah, there's so, value for everybody, right? Right, right, exactly. So, all right, so here we are in the sixth round. We have two wide receivers. We have two running backs. We have a tight end. Uh, and I'm looking at wide receiver again. Look, running back is Trey Sermon, Mostert, Melvin Gordon, your boy, Dale, <laughs> and then uh, and then Rojo, who I think Ronald Jones is a decent value too. I think it's a little early in the sixth round. T. Higgins, I, I think, here makes a lot of sense. These Top three guys, these top three wide receivers that are on the board right now. I love every, I love all three of them. T. Higgins, I think, is gonna have a monster year. Juju's a guy that people like, oh, Juju stinks. And it's like, well, he had like 95 catches last year. Like, well, yeah, but he wasn't like the number one. That's, I don't care if he's the number one or the number three. That doesn't matter to me. If he's gonna get 95 catches and like 11 touchdowns, I, I mean, and you're talking about I can get that guy in the sixth round as my third wide receiver. That's an absolute no-brainer to me. And so, like, I I love Juju for where for where he's being drafted. Jerry Judy's a guy who his quarterback situation sucks. I mean, it just sucks. Like, it doesn't matter whether it's Drew Locke or it's Teddy Bridgewater. Like, his quarterback situation is terrible. 
But like DeAndre Hopkins dominated with like the worst quarterbacks of all time throwing him the ball in Houston. Like I just think Judy is that good that he can be that guy in Denver. And then if you're playing in a keeper league or a, God forbid a dynasty league, like I'm taking that guy because Denver's going to have to figure out the quarterback situation at some point. And so draft a quarterback, right? I still can't believe they didn't take fields at nine. I, I just, I can't believe it. I know certain's look great, but like, my God, did he sitting right there at nine? You don't have to move and you just pass on him. I, I thought that was nuts. But either way, I love Judy. Um, it's hard for me to justify taking him over T. Higgins, but I love. I just I'm higher on Jerry Judy than a lot of people are. Me too. I think that's a guy. Um, He's me. I think there'll be improved quarterback play um, at, at that at that position. I think Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Is an upgrade over what they had last year. I know they had Locke, but he was kind of in and out of the lineup. First year as a full starter. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big Juju guy. I think that's a guy for if you're looking for four catches for 35 yards and a, and a fire TikTok after the game. Um, have at it. But I'm all set with that on my team. Look, they, and there's a couple reasons I don't like Juju Smith. I've been burned by him in the past for sure. But other than that, the Steelers' offense. How good do you think they're really going to be? I mean, we have an aging quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger who could, you know, he could still throw, I guess, but he is getting older and, and way. He's a lot, get a lot of mouths to feed, too, not to cut you off. Well, Deontay. It, yeah, that's, that's exa- yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, how potent is this offense going to be? I mean, can they get Deontay Johnson's going to get his? He had, uh, what, the first, second, or third most targets in, in the NFL last year. Something, something who, crazy. Who had that. number one? That's a, uh, that's a quiz question. That is a good question. I don't know. Jacoby Myers, 81. Really? Most in the league, yep. Wow, that's only, only 58 catches, obviously, because of the... And he's yet to score a touchdown his NFL career. Fun fact, but go on. <laughs> awesome, that's that's, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so, you know, with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool's emerging. Uh, we have Najee Harris. I mean, how how many touchdowns are the, are the Steelers going to score a game? I mean, it's it, Juju's going to be the one, I think, left out. I think Claypool uh, is going to have a really good sophomore year. And, uh, and then Deontay Johnson is going to keep dominating. And then Najee Harris is going to do his thing. Right. I think that's where it stops, man. I mean, I think it makes sense. Listen, I understand what you guys are saying. He never had 100 yards receiving last year. But he had a lot of games with, you know, six to nine catches. And so, to me, I'm looking at it as a .5 PPR. He's going to get the ball, you know, and scored nine touchdowns or whatever. So, But I understand the point. Like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily um, – I'm not necessarily taking him early. And again, I'm not taking him over Jerry Judy and I'm not taking him over T Higgins, but I think that he's, he's being kind of pushed down a little bit more by some people and I'm, and I'm in there. So anyways, um, all right. So let's, so what do we want to do? You want to do T Higgins here? I mean, we considered him last round. I feel like it's kind of a no brainer at this point, right? I don't think you can go wrong him or Judy here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, We're banking on improved quarterback play. I know Barrow has been good, but was good before the injury. But a lot of skeptic, a little skeptical there. It's true. Keegan Higgins or Judy? Higgins. All right. Done. I just want you to know if T. If if Jerry Judy's still there in the seventh round, we're taking. I don't care if we have four four wide receivers or not. (laughs) (laughs) Robbie Anderson just signed an extension today. Man, Devonte Smith, I think is insane to take him that early. That's an aggressive pick, bro. Very. Look at this; he's sitting there. Jerry Judy's still in the seventh round. So just in between. So just so we see, Tyler Boyd, 
Robbie Anderson, Mark Andrews, Devontae Smith, Juju, Debo, Prescott, and then Russell Wilson. So to your point about Debo and um, Dale, to your point Ayuk. about Debo and Ayuk, what we took Ayuk in what, the third round? Right. And so now Debo goes to the top of the seventh round. And so, yes, like Debo's a guy who had like, I think he had negative, did he have negative yards downfield? Like as far as yards, like he had multiple games where like the depth of target was negative because <laughs> he was getting the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. But still, I think it was, I think it was seven games last year. So like it was outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. So um, Prescott just went, Russell Wilson just went. Those are guys I love this year, but like you still have Aaron Rodgers, You still have Justin Herbert. You still have Ryan Tannehill. Like those guys are still available. They're still sitting there waiting for you. Um, but if we want one of those guys, and again, this is one of those things where I like the fantasy pros because they tell us, like, there are five teams that need to pick a starting quarterback before your next pick. There are two quarterbacks left in tier two, which is Rodgers and Herbert. If we want one of those guys, now is the time to do it. I love Jerry Judy. I would pick him here probably anyways. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers sitting right here or Herbert, like, one of those guys is going to have a ridiculous year this year. And I even... Like Brady's like, oh my God, dude, Brady, a guy, man, he's going to eat. Brady's going to put up stupid numbers this year. So like, that's another guy where it's like, you, if you could draft Brady in the eighth round, eighth or ninth round, like, I don't know. To me, it's a better value than taking a guy like Kyler in the, in the second round, you know? hundred percent. I agree. So what do you guys think? Do you want to go quarterback or do you want to go uh, Spags? You were advocating for quarterback earlier. So do, would you like to go quarterback or do you want to go Jerry Judy? Yeah, I'd go quarterback or, here. I mean, it, it's hard to pass on the the league MVP, right? Last year, yeah. and I, and I I like the Packers this year just because I think uh, I just think they kind of have that last dance mentality to them. They were posting it on their Instagram story. Obviously, Randall Cobb's back. Um, you know, they have haven't had much turnover from last year, but Justin Herbert gives me like a better Philip Rivers vibe, where he's just going to throw forty five times a game. He's going to throw for. 3,500 yards and 35 plus touchdowns uh, and obviously can make things happen with his legs. So um, I'm torn here. I, I'd probably lean Herbert, uh, but I don't think you're wrong in, in any case between those two. I mean, Tannehill too, right? He's a top, like sneaky top five quarterback every year. Yep. Austin, what do you think? I kind of want to be a part of the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour this year. Um. So, I mean, I, I normally I'm a round nine or round 10 quarterback guy. Yeah. But being able to get him, like if, if we're choosing between Rodgers and Judy, I would go Rodgers in a situation. Makes sense. I'll yeah. tell you what, man. I, I, I was in Scott Fishbowl and um, Scott, Scott Fishbowl, Spags' buddies are just roasting him in the comments right now. It's great. Uh, <laughs> they, they didn't. They didn't win the league last year, so they can they can talk all they want. <laughs> but um, but you know, I was in the Scott Fishbowl, and it happened. You know, last month, and so last month, of course, there's all this uncertainty. Is he going to retire? Is he going to come back? Is he not going to come back? And you know, it's one of those it's one of those interesting situations where people like they weren't drafting him, and it's a super flex league, so you can start two quarterbacks. I drafted him at the end of the second round in, in a league like that. People were drafting the end of the third round. I couldn't believe it. It was just like yeah. the guy is an absolute monster. And so I would love, I would be down for Aaron Rodgers here. I'd be down for Herbert here as well. Um, I know Dale, you talked about Herbert earlier. 
Would you still pass? I think we're going to take quarterback here, but before I let you choose the quarterback, would you still pass on quarterback and and uh, and go somewhere else, or are you taking quarterback here in this situation? Yeah, I mean the running. There's let me see the list of running backs really quick. I don't think there's any decent it's, running backs. It's got it's, it's yeah, yeah. Trey Sermon, Mostert, yeah, right. Gordon, okay. and Ronald Jones. All right, uh, that's not trash, man. Don't call Melvin Gordon. No, no, I know. Well, you know what? I'm actually pretty high on Ronald Jones this year, but like he's he's like an RB three, which I guess you'd be drafting him as an RB three in this situation. Right. But you know, I think. And then what? What wide receivers? Judy Cooks, Char- uh, Shark, and, and Will Ford. Okay. Dude, Brandon right, Cooks. Go to, got, yeah, man, goes over a thousand sleep. yards every year. I mean, yeah. like people sleep on his quarterbacks too. He's played with. Brady, Breeze, Deshaun Watson for a year, and then obviously right. he did have Goff for a year, but it's hard to find another receiver of our generation who's had a, the those that been on that many teams with that many good quarterbacks. And when right. he had Goff, Goff was, you know, uh, he was, they made it to the Super Bowl that year. So yeah, yeah. In this instance, I'm 100 percent okay with Aaron Rodgers. I think Austin, you know, the revenge tour. I think he's going to throw it as much as he can. Uh, I think him and Devontae Adams are going to be like setting records. I think they're going to go, you know, uh, Brady Moss type year um, this year. So, um, yeah, I love Aaron Rodgers. Just I like him. I would normally pass, I think. But because of the the crappy, um, you know, I I think you can get Aaron Rodgers now. And then if you guys let me get Melvin Gordon uh, next round, I think he's going to be there. I think that would be awesome. Jesus Christ. So I'm, All right, I'm, so let's, I'm, I'm bargaining here. So, yeah. So let's take Rogers. let's take Rogers here. I'm down with that. And then uh, and let's see what what happens in the eighth round. I'm just telling you, if Jerry Judy somehow lasts the eighth round, that's the pick. Okay. Just so you know, it's not going to happen because he's going to go like the next pick. But yeah, there he is. Seven, right seven. Um, but yeah, Herbert. So and it's good because you, know, you can see the run of quarterbacks that just went. So in between our pick and this pick right here. So, we took Rodgers. By the way, the two picks before us quarterback, so it was Dak, Wilson, and then we took Rodgers. And then Burrow, Herbert, Stafford, and Jalen Hurts all went in between those two picks. Um, Michael Carter got taken before Trey Sermon. I don't know what's going on. But, again, this is just – they're just using ADP. So, um, you know, they're not necessarily looking at anything. So, okay, so running back, we have Zach Moss, James Conner, Leonard Fournette, and Kenyon Drake. Like, no, no thanks. I'm good. Wait, Melvin the, Gordon was drafted? Melvin Gordon already taken. Got taken the pick before right us. Before us. Sniped. Right. <laughs> <laughs> got sniped. Um, so this is – I found myself doing this like in a lot of drafts that I've had and, and mock drafts that I've done is just completely punting on the running back position outside of the first few rounds. Like if I get past like round five, I'm not taking a running back in between like rounds five and like ten because I just feel like all those guys in there – like stink. Like they just not like, why am I drafting Zach Moss in the eighth round? Like I just, I, I'm just, I'm not doing that. Like I know Buffalo has a chance to be good and blah, 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 and whatever. But I'm like looking at Zach Moss. I'm like, he stinks. Like he's not good. I'm drafting James Conner in the eighth round. I'm not doing that. Like it just doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. Leonard Fournette was terrible last year with Tampa. Like, you know, Kenyon Drake is going to spell Josh Jacobs. But I'm, I'm not like, those are guys, if you want to give them to me in the 10th, 11th round, sure. But I'm not taking them in the in the eighth round. That just that to me is those guys are guys that I don't like. So I'm just passing. I've just found myself passing on on running back consistently in that kind of middle rounds at like the round five to ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and it just I, I know uh, whatever. 
Melvin Gordon, let me just say, that was probably the steal of the mock draft so far. And you guys don't realize he a top 12 running back last year. You know, a lot of people slept on him. I understand he doesn't have huge rushing yard numbers. He's hit 1,000 yards once. Um, but he hasn't really played full seasons either. Um, yeah, Melvin's but, a, a, a waiver wire pickup in my league. I might have to grab it's, him. It's crazy. I mean, the dude, and last four seasons. Javante Williams will be that Cam Akers of last year because it kind of seems like, you know, he'll eventually take that role, but it might take, you know, six, seven weeks. I mean, I, I think, know Gordon's hurt right now too, so. I think you're going to get a good, good half season of Melvin Gordon. And I like to think maybe a little bit more. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, look the last look at the last four seasons of Melvin Gordon. Eight touchdowns, ten, eight, and nine. And people are still sleeping on him. It's like he hasn't slowed down. He had almost a thousand yards last year. Right. Um, he, this offense maybe is a little bit better than it was last year. I don't know. That's I guess that's debatable. But um, I think Melvin Gordon's a steal that late to get him. I mean, we could have gotten him as what our our fourth third running back, right? Third running back, yeah. Yeah, yep. I mean that's crazy. So. That's just so, for people later. Um, yeah. All right. So let's. So I think I think Brandon Cooks is the pick here for me at least. So I know we're in the eighth round. We'd have four wide receivers, but like to me, I just think you know you dra- at this point. I just think you're drafting the best player available. I think Brandon Cooks is the best player available in the best spot. Will Fuller, like yeah, like he could be fine, but there's questions about Tua. How's Tua no. going to be? You know, like no. <laughs> Tua can't nope. like, yeah. You we talked about like yards per route run by Debo Samuel. Like Will Fuller's is like sixty. Like that guy just sprints down the field. Tua's not getting him the ball. It's just right. He's gonna have like thirty catches tops this year. That that's a I think that's a horrible fantasy value. Just my two cents. I mean, to me, right here, the play is either Brandon Cooks or Travis Landry. Yeah, I I would even Landry makes think sense. about Fuller. I'm going to throw a huge wrench in this conversation. Um, somebody that we're not talking about, but I think should be drafted around here. And maybe by draft day, a lot of people listening or watching uh, will see his draft day value climb. And that's LaVisca Chenault. Um, he's going to be a top 30 wide receiver. And he's definitely not drafted like it at this moment. Um, LaVisca right. Chenault, you know, with Etienne's injury, um, Urban Miles coaching style, we're kind of guessing at this point, but we think that he's, you know, he's going to be used a lot in the backfield, you know, quick passes, uh, stuff like that. Chenault's going to be, I think, one of the main beneficiaries of uh, Travis Etienne going down. Um, so that right. I, I love Chenault here, and I think this is probably where he should be drafted. And so that's definitely he played a little running back last year too, right? Didn't he? Didn't he? Take he had a carries? few carries. Yeah, yeah, he had a few carries. I mean, two, three, four carries a game. Um, he, he can definitely, and maybe he will. Uh, but I, I look at him like a. Uh, a poor man's Percy Harvin. Um, I, yeah, I, I love that. I love that you brought him up because if you, I mean, Daryl Bevel's their offensive coordinator, so they're not going to do everything that Urban Meyer did in college. But if right. you look at kind of those teams he ran, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, they were all receivers who played. They were basically running backs who played receiver, right? Like they they got the ball out of the backfield. Third down, you knew who they were going to. Like I think he's going to play that exact role, and what whatever offense they end up running, he's going to play that role. Um, I I think that was a great call by you. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So let's so let's take Lavisca here, and then um, we'll get to the ninth round. I also want to hear some deep sleep because we're not gonna we're we're over an hour already here. We're not gonna I'm not gonna keep keep going, but I do want to hear some kind of deep sleeper, some guys that you're targeting in the tenth round plus 
um, for you guys. Darnell Mooney just went. Mike Williams, who you talked about, just went as well. Um, but Dale, just a few. You know, I'll let Dale you go first, and then I'll have uh, I'll have Austin go after you. But just a few guys that you're targeting, kind of later in drafts, um, that you think are being undervalued right now, or could be better um, than what than what some people are seeing right now. Um, give me a second. I wasn't really ready for that, man. Uh, Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, sleepers. Are you talking about like deep, like late, late in no, the? Uh... You know, anyone that you're targeting in like the tenth round or later that either, either you think, um, you know, are should be valued higher that you think is a good value, or guys that you're kind of just taking a shot at that you think will have a good have a good example. So dark blue gold brings up someone. I'll just give you an example. John U. Smith is a guy for me that like. I just think John is going to get the ball over and over and over and over and over again in this New England offense. Like he's going to run the ball. They're going to throw it to him a ton. Like he's going to be kind of that main factor in the offense. So I just feel like that, that, um, that he's going to be a guy that's undervalued. Like he's going as like the tight end, like, you know, 13, 14, 15 right now in drafts. Mm -hmm. And I think he's easily going to finish the tight end one. And I said it to you before, and we, you tweeted out for me, like, you know, through through the ESF account, like I think they're both going to finish. Him and Henry are both going to finish as tight end ones. You know, in other words, top twelve tight ends. If you're drafting that either of those guys in the tenth, eleventh, twelfth round, like those are guys that could ha- that have some value for you. I think late. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, okay, I'll give you a couple. Uh, Jamal Williams, the running back for the Detroit Lions. Um, I understand uh, Swift is there, but I think Jamal Williams. We saw what he did in Green Bay. Uh, yep. I think he'll be just as involved, maybe even more in Detroit. So that's, I think that's a late round guy you can get. Um, I like it. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Mike Williams. I mean, we already mentioned, I think that's kind of a late round guy. Uh, pretty solid. I know, you know, it's kind of, a lot of people are talking about, it. I think the buzz uh, Mooney on the bears. I think he's, yeah, I love uh, that pick. He's, he's a, he's a late guy that I think you can get at a really good value. Yeah. Um, and the guy Debo, here on the screen I, I, too. I know oh, ahead, Debo's not sorry. I know Debo's not a you know uh, a deep guy, but I think a lot of people are sleeping on him too. And yeah, I, yeah. He, he could be just as involved as Ayuk. I'm like curious those. too about what you think about the rookie quarterbacks this year because I think um, you know aside from Lawrence and Wilson, I don't think the other three are, are you know guaranteed to start the year. Right, Lance, uh, they're obviously like uh fields in chicago and cam in new england they're sold on their their veteran guy and kind of ease them in Uh, but you could also see a situation like justin herbert last year where he comes in and obviously an unfortunate situation with tyrod taylor but comes in and takes the league by storm is that a guy like justin fields would you take him before a a guy like lawrence or wilson uh, because he's probably in a little bit of a better uh, situation i'm not taking trevor lawrence unless he's handed to me on a platter. Yeah. Um, I just, I, that team screams run heavy. I'm pretty sure Urban Meyer said it. And I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't see Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying he'll be a bad quarterback. I think for regular football, Lawrence is going to be great. But for fantasy football, he could be a complete turd in a punch bowl. I also think that um, team stinks. Oh, well, yeah, that too. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, yeah. Look, the, the the team stinks. Trevor Lawrence, you know, we saw what Joe Burrow did as a rookie last year. The team, the Bengals aren't that good of a team, but you let a quarterback throw it 50 times 
and he's going to produce for you, right? I mean, where where was he at the end of the season? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was at he was at home. He was at home rehabbing. But when he was playing, of course, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I'm writing. Really look, I'm writing an article. Mm-hmm. I'm writing an article right now for the website okay. called "32 Questions." Okay. And my question for the Bengals is why why the f do you hate Joe Burrow? Because they had a chance to fix the offensive line, they didn't. Right. They yeah. went out here and got him a receiver. So he's going to have apparently a lot of targets. He wanted, he, apparently he wanted Chase, right? Oh, they I were, agree. Were, yeah. I agree. I just think it's a stupid decision. I, 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 he is not the – Joe Burrow no, has wrong. talent. No, Joe Burrow has talent, but he shouldn't be the guy picking the, the pieces on the field. Right. When somebody should have said, hey, little man, sit down. We're going to get you an offensive lineman, and we're going to protect you. Yeah. Because I just think that kid's he's going to get hung out to try again. I just I, It drives me nuts. The best, the best rookie quarterback this year – um, and I think it's going to be by landslide is Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance will end up starting and take take the league by storm. I think he'll be the worst of the five picked. Really? Um, I, I think... yeah, I'm not a Trey Lance guy. Never, never really was. Um, man, that team is set up for him, though, man. It I... is, right? But I think, you know, Mac in New England, too, right? But obviously, Patriots guys are never um, – popular fantasy players just because it's kind of a, a week-to-week kind of game plan but Definitely. yeah i think you know fantasy I, I like fields in terms of fantasy just because i think he can do a lot with his legs too um and i think he's a he's a guy that we had as a as a quarterback too coming out me and keegan obviously do a lot of the draft stuff for for pat's pull but i i loved i love his game uh, i don't like the fit with with matt Nagy, but um sure. the athleticism is certainly there yeah he won't you know, he won't have to be with an Nagy for, for very long in I this, think that, that is not Dale. That is not Dale. That is John Chapman in a Dale suit. <laughs> Look, I do. I, I talk to John Chapman a lot, and he's a big, nice guy. So maybe, he's you know, maybe he's right guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just yeah, spent a no. weekend with him, so uh, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but um, I really do like Trey Lance a lot. I mean, I've uh, Lance a lot. I, I, get, I think Fields. Do. I think Fields is better, and I the longer Dalton sits out there on the field and. Fields gets to hold the the clip the uh, the clipboard yeah. and watch and learn. I think the better off he's going to be. Yeah, all, no, all, this, all this really doesn't matter in redraft. You're not getting you're not drafting any of the rookie quarterbacks. There's a million other other quarterbacks right. you're going to take before any of these rookies. So yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. I agree on that. You know, I mean, listen, if unless you want to just punt on quarterback completely and then draft one in like the last round or something like that, then maybe you're drafting one of these guys, but, or maybe you're drafting, you know, them as, as your QB two, you've already drafted a quarterback and you're drafting one of them late as your second quarterback. Fine. I'm okay with that. But if you're relying on a rookie quarterback as your only quarterback in a redraft league, uh, things are not going to end well for you. So, um, but, but, you know, but we'll see one of these guys here that I want to talk about with Michael Pittman, I think is another guy that is being slept mm-hmm. on a little bit. He's a guy who, you know, obviously going into his second year, hopefully better quarterback play in Indianapolis this year. Um, you know, with Carson Wentz, I think second year in the offense, T.Y. Hilton's kind of up and down. He's a little bit older now. I think he has a real chance to be, you know, kind of step into that wide receiver one role. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? So, anyways, any, anyone else you guys want to add? Keegan Spaggs? Austin Dale, anyone anyone else you guys want to add kind of as late round sleepers or anything like that? I've got one guy. I don't know, don't quite know if it's a sleeper thing, but it's somebody I'm higher on than everybody else. Robert Tanyan, I think, is gonna have a great year for Green Bay. I think he's really there other than Aaron Jones and, and Devontae Smith, like I think he's the number three guy, even with Randall Cobb coming in. Um, 
and, and down in the red zone, which I think they're going to be in the red zone a lot. I don't think they're going to have many explosive plays, but that's where they're going to have to score from. He's going to be a really good target for for Aaron Rodgers. So I just I, I really like him. I nab or I tried to nab him as my second tight end uh, in our league, I, and I got sniped right before my pick. But I I, I really really like him. I do too. I agree. I like it. That's another, that's another one. And, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Jacoby Myers. Um, Myers is going insanely late in drafts. He is the number one wide receiver in New England. Don't listen to what anyone else tells you. He's the number one no, wide receiver right. in New England. And He's going to have so, 80 catches. Led the yeah. league in targets last year, too. Um, and that's a guy that they rely heavily on their slot. We saw it years with with Edelman, Welker. Uh, a lot of people think it'll be Kendrick Bourne. I think it's, it's Jacoby Myers' job, I think. With the amount of times they'll have two tight ends on the field too, they'll have Bourne out. Oh, Bourne's probably going to play a lot of Z for them. Right. Um, so yeah. I, I think Myers too. Um, he's continuously gotten better as his career's gone on. Um, and, and you might see him start to scratch the surface of, of the potential he has. And don't forget, I think, Ru- don't forget Russell Gage either. I'm sorry, just jump in. I forgot that is one of my guys. And really like with it. Myers, just real quick on the slot thing, like they wrote slot on his forehead and Sharpie. Like Troy Brown has not backed down at all. He's like, yeah, he's a great slot receiver. He's going to yep. be just as good as I was. Like he he has no problem admitting that. And I think that's half the battle with the Patriots, figuring out what the hell people are going to be doing for them. And and you know, like he's going to be their slot receiver. That's a good point. It's a good point. All right, gentlemen, thank you. I appreciate you guys coming on. Before you leave, um, you know, we went we went long today. We usually don't go over an hour. We went long today. <laughs> Um, but before you leave, I want you to guys just, you know, plug yourself, let us know where they can read you, see you, hear you, everything else. So, um, you know, just kind of, just let us know. So Dale, we'll start with you and then we'll go to Austin and uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we host a fantasy football podcast, uh, eat, sleep, fantasy. You find us on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts, uh, YouTube, eat, sleep, fantasy on Twitter, eat, sleep, FF, um, pretty much everywhere. Just type in eat, sleep, fantasy. You'll find us. I like it. Yeah, I I write and I'm the uh, de facto editor for Eat Sleep Fantasy, and you can find me on Twitter at Austin Wrote That. Love it. Austin and I are also in a in a Marvel group chat. Big day, yes. big day yesterday. It was it was huge. Uh, yeah, Marvel group chat. Far from home. Yes, a bunch of nerds are you? Yes. The sir. Sinister Six, baby. Oh, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> yeah, so we, good. we can. Yeah. yeah, you guys can keep that in the. I'm not. <laughs> That's right, yeah, Dale. No Smacks right with Dale. you. He, he has no yeah, interest. No idea. No interest. <laughs> Sorry. Beat, Dale, beat you up. Dale hates <laughs> all things nerdy. When we go That's to true. Houston, we're not going out. We're not even going to go to the Patriots game. We're just going to watch Marvel movies with Spags. <laughs> for two days straight. Listen, I pi- listen, when quarantine started, I know we're still recording. When quarantine started, I pitched the idea to Spags. Let's do a, a, a podcast where we review the Marvel movies. He watched them for the, for the first time and me being the expert and we talk about the movies together. And he was like, no, nah. chance. Yeah, no <laughs> I was like, all right, I tried. <laughs> I'd rather study the, the draft and do that till my eyes bleed than, than do right. it. All, yeah. right, Why not both it. all right. Listen, that's it. We appreciate you guys coming. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Dale Austin. Thank you so much. Everyone out there listening. We appreciate it. And we will, uh, we'll talk to you Sunday night after the Patriots third and final preseason game.